everyone, I'm Madeline Park, stylist and vintage fashion hound. I believe everything has a story, whether it be clothes or the people that wear them. As we're forced to sit still, I want to travel through the stories of people in other places and explore how they're stepping out with a renewed sense of style. So this is Style Stories Stepping Out, a series which continues to share stories of creative people with a strong sense of style, but from places that we'd love to see and where we'd rather be. Today, I'm chatting with Sarah Todd, celebrity chef, TV host, and author known for kickstarting her culinary career on MasterChef and gracing the Indian gastronomic scene across the globe. Although currently based in Melbourne, Sarah calls both Australia and India home. And while her style may have begun in a very Melbourne-esque monochromatic fashion, India was the place she found her colour. As we explore her stories of food and travel, Sarah offers us a fashionable fusion, both on her plate and on her person, and simply translates the passion and depth of India into an elegant Australian beauty. I hope you can sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to Sarah's story. There we go. Hi. 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 I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. It's um. So nice to see you. It's um, I've just quickly put my son in the other room for homeschool and shut the door and <laughs> so I it's, I um... have mine upstairs and with strict <laughs> instructions. Here is your snacks. Here is the TV. Do not disturb me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I know. We've, um, definitely had to adapt, and uh, you know, if uh, mums didn't have enough to do, they've got even more superpowers now. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm feeling that. Um, look, that's a perfect way to kind of start the interview because uh, what I wanted to, to start talking to you about was we're going to get into um, travel and style and food, obviously, um, and your stories around that. But I've just finished off talking about a series of stories of resilience and tenacity Um you know, given everything that's been happening across the world, though they were really important stories to me. But in kind of preparing for our interview today, I feel like that sentiment is coming across in a lot of things that you're writing and you're presenting. So I wanted to kind of just start off by understanding why this kind of sense of resilience is something that's coming up for you. Is it because of the conditions that we're all kind of experiencing or is there something else that is prompting you to have that discussion? I think, uh, you know, to be honest, resilience is something that we, is a really important trait for us to all learn because I really believe that, you know, as we go through the years, everything does change so rapidly, you know, whether it's from technology to, you know, just fashion or anything, it's about being resilient and being able to grow, adapt and learn. And I think naturally that happens to all of us. And, um, you know, we really do need to do that. But at the same time, I mean, once you get into business or, you know, in different areas of life, there's so many things thrown at you. And, and, you know, if I just think back, uh, you know, the last three, four years of my life before COVID even, you know, yeah. my restaurant burning down in India, you know, all these huge things that that was a very public, um, you know, scenario that happened. But behind the scenes, there's always things that you have to fight back and, you know, just get back up and kind of keep pushing through. And that's just life. And, you know, so I think resilience is just such a, a strong thing that we need to realize it's okay to fail. It's okay to, you know, um, struggle through things because it is a part of life. Yeah. <laughs> and we all kind of need to hold on to that right now, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. 
So st- starting off with your career, you, you started um, as a fashion model, uh, but you've kind of quite openly talked about how that didn't necessarily offer you the passion or the depth that you, you were probably seeking, um, and, but you found the fire in your belly with food. Would you say that, though, you know, you were, because you were travelling a lot in that role and, you know, walking catwalks for the likes of Gucci and Hugo Boss, would you say that the, that was kind of the start of your desire to explore other cultures in different ways and that led you to food? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I'm from a very small town, 2,000 people in Queensland, and, mm. you know, the, we didn't have different restaurants or, you know, many different cultures really even in, in that area. And when I started traveling, I was just like, my mind was just blown, you know? I was living in a, my first international trip was to Hamburg in Germany. And I was staying in a model house and everyone was German. And so, you know, even the the person that owned the house, he only spoke German. So, you know, to be able to communicate was quite a, a tough thing. And I'd go to, you know, cafes, I'm like, I just want a, a tea with milk, like, <laughs> I want a tea with milk, you know, and I was so young that it was just such a learning for me. And it was that um, understanding different cultures and food was such a big connection for me. And, you know, sitting down, I still forget what the dish is. And I want to like contact the the person and ask them what it is but it was this like warm cucumber and dill dish and I still like it sounds so weird to me to even repeat it but it was so delicious and it was just such a bonding moment such a strong memory and yeah and I think you know it just helped me to realize there was so much more out there and and to start to figure out what I wanted to do and it wasn't like an overnight thing where you know it was an overnight thing in terms of I was like I'm gonna try um getting into the food industry because I love cooking but the stepping stones to get to that point was, you know, I tried to be a makeup artist. I tried to, you know, do <laughs> photography and like beauty and all these different things along the way. And nothing really sat well with me. At, and it was just, you know, I've always been that person that just kept trying, you know, it didn't bother me that I failed. It didn't bother that I'm starting from the bottom. You know, I just wanted to really find that thing that lit up my belly, you know, and I, um, yeah, and I wasn't going to stop until I found it. So it yeah. was a, a lot of things to get me to that point. Yeah. And how fitting that you've um, kind of landed in this relationship with India and Indian cuisine. What, um, why India? Like, because obviously there's such strong pulls to it to you now, but what was it about that culture and that country that really kind of struck a chord with you? Uh, it was, you know, it was quite, it was, um, uh, first of all, I, I didn't really eat a lot of authentic Indian food until um, my son was born. So my son is half Punjabi. So he's from the, um, his family's from the north. And it was this kind of like exposure to, you know, um, sag and kima and all these other dishes that I was like, wow, like where has this Indian food been all my life? Like I've never experienced it. And, you know, it's really flavoursome, but, you know, you can make such healthy dishes as well. And I was very, you know, especially during my modelling days, you know, uh, obviously you need to be very health conscious and think about your um, appearance. And so, you know, I realized that, wow, you can add so much flavor to food through Indian cuisine. And it started me, you know, exploring all these different, you know, dishes and playing around with those flavors. And, 
yeah, it, that's where it began. And then we mm. lived um, in my son's grandparents' house in, in London. And I really got that like um, Punjabi, like family home. Where you- <laughs> Authentic experience. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when I finally decided to go to Le Cordon Bleu, I would, you know, I went into, um, you know, studying at French cuisine and I'd come home with these French dishes and um, Phoenix's grandma would be like, no, 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 I'm still making Indian food for dinner. So it'd be like, come on, somebody try my French dishes. And it'd be this battle in the kitchen, you know, of whose dish is going to make it to the table. So it was such yeah. a an experience. And it was just this, like, you know, there's so much love. And, and like, as soon as you turn your head away, your plate would be full again with, you know, a whole nother meal on, on top of what you just did. So, you know, it was just, that's where it began. And then, you know, in MasterChef, when I cooked um, alo gobi, which is, you know, Punjabi dish, which is a more of a regional dish that you wouldn't get in a regular restaurant, you know, Indian restaurant, especially not in Australia. And um, literally this huge following of um, the Indian community started following me because MasterChef is so big in India. So right. I think what I realized was that, you know, when you connect with the, um, the culture in India, they're so appreciative. And, you know, it, just exploring the culture, trying to understand it, they just love it. You know, they love other people appreciating the culture. So I was like, okay, I need to go and explore and see, you know, what what's going on in India and how I've got such a big following. So I um, <laughs> went over for my first trip alone and I planned a two-week um, tour across India doing dinners and, you know, it was at that time, if I look back now, I probably think it was pretty crazy because I didn't know anyone in India. No other MasterChef contestants had really been there and, you know, done anything. This was, um, yeah, it must be nearly, yeah, seven years ago now. So it was such a, like, I... You would have been quite young as at the time as well, yeah. right? Yeah, I that- was. I must have been, what was I? Um, <laughs> until I calculate. <laughs> 26, I yeah. think around about yeah. that, 25, 26. And yeah, and I um, just went for it. And the thing was, I remember on my first cooking demonstration, I had this family, it was a, a couple and their two kids like under five years old, like really young. They're watching me at my cooking demonstration and then they came up to me afterwards and they said, we want to take you um, exploring Old Delhi. And I had no, no idea what Old Delhi was at that time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'd love that. And, you know, never met them before. Like, they you know, wanted to spend the whole day with me and take me around. And I get there and it is literally like a people jam. You know, it's the old town. So, you know, there's no cars, there's just people. There's, you know, so much industry happening there. There's spices and like chaos. And I was just, I remember thinking, wow, like this family with two young kids have taken me out, shown me, you know, around all day long in what would have been an intense experience even for their kids. And I just remember thinking like how beautiful, you know, that they would take that time to spend with me. You know, there's this saying in India that my, in Hindi, it translates in English, um, my guest is my God. So, you know, they really try and make sure that you have this incredible experience. And I just, you know, was blown away with how accepted I was and, you know, just like scooped up by the culture. And, you know, like I just felt like there's something drawing me here. I felt like 
it was home for me and I just couldn't wait to get back and, you know, keep doing more things in India. So was it, it was the passion and all that kind of generosity and love that really pulled yeah. you in. Was it oh. something you were looking for, do you think? Or do you think that's just part of who you kind of see yourself to be? I think it was just something I had never really like experienced before, I think. And, mm. you know, I just, um, there's so much diversity. There's, you know, so much chaos and I don't know, maybe yeah. like I crave a bit of chaos. I don't know what it is. I think I like pushing my own boundaries <laughs> and there's something about it that keeps drawing me back. But I, um, yeah, I mean, I just love it. Like, and now in the early days when I used to travel back and forth, um, from India to Australia, it was like reverse culture shock. I was like, where's the people, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, how can I, you know, what do I do? What do I do? And, you know, and I used to drive like a maniac cause I'm so used to driving in India where you just do, you know, drive wherever you want. And there's like, you know, it's a bit of chaos. And I was like, okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay. Slow down, Sarah. <laughs> just, just relax. So um, in the early days, it was such a contrast, but now, mm. I don't even notice the difference, which is such a strange thing. I guess it just has gotten to the point where both countries are my home now, you know? So yeah. it's just like, I don't really feel any change when I fly from India to Australia now. Like it's weird. It's a strange feeling. And how are you finding it not being able to be there? Like, you know, if it, if it is home to you and you, you know, you're in one of your homes, but how does it feel, especially when you've got such strong, strong ties with your, your son, um, uh, what, like how does it feel to, to just not be able to access that? Yeah, it's pretty devastating to be honest, you know, and it feels like, I mean, you know, having the restaurant there and, you know, a, a team of 65 staff and, you know, I'm, normally I'm connecting with them, you know, and we're really close. A lot of the staff has been there since, you know, the first opening days of Antares and, um, yeah, and I mean, it does like, my son's even grown up being in this restaurant, you know, like he's sitting there with the staff, they take him around for the day and, you know, all this stuff. And it's, he, you know, it's so good for him to even experience being in his, you know, where his heritage is, you know, so mm. it's, it's devastating to not be able to be there. And especially since they're going through such a tough time, mm. I, you just want to support in whatever way you can. So you know, it's, it's really hard to not get back there and I want to, but it's just impossible right now. So it is and tough. I, I, I'd, I'd appreciate that you, your restaurant, you know, the people that work for you would be, and for your son, they'd feel like a family in themselves. How are you, how are you managing it all from here? Um, it's hard. I mean, we've just shut now because um, we've had to shut over the last few months. So at the moment, you know, nothing's really happening, but we've just got the go ahead to reopen um, until 9pm each day. But again, you know, it's a lot of work to shut and open a restaurant. So, you know, we, it's near the beach and it's a big restaurant, the stock and all of that. So we'll open probably you know, in, in a month's time or around about then, but it's, it's a lot of work and it's, you know, it's hard to, even the staff is, comes from all over India. So bringing them all yeah. back and, you know, doing all of that. So there's a lot of um, stuff that needs to be done, but 
hoping to open up again in the next few weeks. But um, yeah, I mean, it's really hard. Food is such a crazy thing, like, because you, it's the only thing you can't really do from afar because you need to taste, right? So, yeah. you know, keeping the quality up with the food and the standards is, you know, um, I'm lucky I have a good team in India, so I trust them and, you know, that's great. But it is very difficult to do it from afar. And it's, yeah, I guess... I mean, what can you do? There's, there's no yeah. option, really. Yeah. Um, let's move on to style. Uh, I, what I want to know is how has your experiences in India influenced your sense of style and how you dress? First of all, look at the colour of my top <laughs> and yours as well. Perfect backdrop. I know. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> we didn't even plan that. <laughs> I know. But would you believe before, well, even probably the first two years when I was travelling to India, all I wore was black, head to right. toe, black. My whole wardrobe was like denim and black. That's all yeah. I own. So um yeah slowly slowly like the influences like really changed my style style completely like now I very rarely wear black and um I think you know uh I think it's just allowed me to be a little bit more um you know explore a little bit more and and I think it's really interesting because food and fashion are very similar in terms of going through trends and styles and there's always this saying of, you know, um, find your own style and how you mm. like to dress. And it's the same in food. You know, when it, as a chef, it comes down to plating techniques, color on the plate. You know, it's the same thing. Like, are you going to be that monochromatic style or, you know, and without... And I think, yeah. so to your point, I also think that there's a really strong sense of identity that comes through. When someone has a strong sense of style or a really, um, like, distinct kind of food, style it's yeah. because a part of them is either really coming out in how they dress or you're putting yourself on a yeah. plate you know very master chef speak but you know that's that's I 100% agree with you there's this identity that comes through in both that is what when it when it has an emotional impact that's what people are connecting with would you agree it's with that so true it's so true and I think it's you know I think it's really hard because there's so much out there in the media and trends and all of that so it's really important to try and kind of disconnect from that a little bit and realize what what works for me you know and that's the same with the food like I can't I can't go and do a certain plating style because my food doesn't lend itself to that you know it's really important to find your own style with food and with fashion and you know body shapes as well like I think for a long time I mean I was lucky I was very thin when I was in my modeling days I could wear whatever I want and it looked decent and now I'm very curvy you know I put on like I shouldn't say this but about 17 kilos I think or something ridiculous <laughs> since my modeling days and now I need to dress for my shape and so you know I'm not going to be going out there and wearing certain trends because it just doesn't suit my body and I'm okay with that and you know I know what works for me and my shape and so I work with that and you know find things that I like wearing that I feel confident and feel good in and um, you know, and then of course the influence from your experiences and travel influences my cooking style as much as it does my fashion style. So, yeah. you know, it's definitely evolved and changed. And, um, and even, I guess, as I get older as well, you know, in the style that of clothes that I wear, 
Um, you know, I'm not wearing mini dresses and things like that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Nor am I. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, I, and I also, um, find that I'm much more of a person that likes to invest in, um, pieces that are, uh, going to last me forever. And that's what I think Mm. in, um, finding those pieces that I really love. And then I mix and match with those and keep them throughout the years rather than, you know, my younger years, I used to be very much for those high fashion pieces that, you know, you'd wear for the season and then change the next season. But I'm kind of past that now. And I, I just, you know, like finding things that work for me and I'm a bit crazy. I buy it in every color. And then, (laughs) and that's, um, yeah, me now. So it's definitely evolved a lot. And in terms of that identity piece that kind of connects your food and style, like what, what, what parts, how would you describe that? Um, I would describe it as um, like, yeah, definitely color has become a thing that I love. And I think my identity is, yeah, completely done a, a 180 in terms of um, being inspired by things around me and color and, um, you know, definitely that but I also would say that I like quite um uh, like simple pieces I guess you know I'm very like like things that are um pretty classic I suppose in terms of Mm. plating style and in fashion you know I think it's definitely the same across both so I'm definitely classic but I also like little like um uh I don't know things that kind of pop or something that, you know, kind of stands out. So it's, and even my home is the same. Like I think everything is pretty classic. And then I have like one really beautiful art piece or one, you know, um, thing that really stands out. So that's definitely my style across the board for sure. So simple, but passionate beauty. Yeah. I like it. (laughs) It There we go. Um, so you mentioned before that you, you know you got you you used to have like a wardrobe of straight black um, yeah. in like plain simple shapes. Uh, you're back in Melbourne. That all sounds very Melbourne. <laughs> are you are you finding that Melbourne's having a like a knock on effect now that you're you've been back for a while, or in in terms of any of that? Yeah, I don't think so. You know, I think that's the that's the thing that happens, especially, you know, whatever age it, it ends up clicking in your brain. But you kind of go through that stage of being really influenced by the things, you know, the environment that you're in. And I think I've just gotten to the point over the last few years and and it really has only been the last, I would say, probably three years because even my cooking style was the same. I was very influenced by you know, the trends and the the different things out there. Now it's just like, I'm just doing my thing. Okay. And that's, you know, what I've gotten to at at this point in my life. And yeah, I mean, I'm pretty bright right now. Like, (laughs) it's, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I've gotten to that point where I just don't really care anymore. You know, I think it's, you used to really think, oh, what is that person going to think? If you rock up with your friends that are normally all dressed in black, what are they going to think about my, you know, bright colors? Are they going to say something or, you know, that used to be the case, but now I'm just like going for it and it doesn't really bother me now. Yeah. So you're in Melbourne, you're um, unfortunately stuck in lockdown as well. Um, hopefully you get out of yours sooner than we get out of ours in Sydney. I know. 
Um, but you've got some exciting kind of opportunities coming up where outside of the home and, you know, experiential yeah. things that people are so desperately looking forward to at the moment. Tell me about um, this uh, new situation you've got with the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. Yeah, I'm really excited because I am doing a pop-up restaurant um, for Melbourne Food and Wine at Evergreen at the Crown. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's a really nice uh, environment to be able to bring that, like I said, the style that I have, you know, become, you know, as a chef is quite unique, I would say. And I'm really looking forward to actually just putting that on a plate here in Australia and having people try that because it really is, um, you know, and if I can try and explain it in, uh, you know, somehow you're better at it than I am. But <laughs> It's like those Indian flavors inspired by India, you know, it's not necessarily authentic dishes, but, you know, I've yeah. taken my experience and travels across India and I'm bringing that to, um, you know, Evergreen and using Australians, Australia's beautiful produce. And I think, you know, like anything, it's important to respect the ingredients and, and what you have around you. But of course, bringing that personal style, which now is my cooking style, um, and, you know, add lots of injections of flavor from India. And, you know, it's crazy because now, now my palate is like so changed where every dish has to have like lots of flavor, lots of spice and all of that. So it's, um, yeah, I, I'm really excited about it. It's the first kind of, um, you know, real sense where people can come and try my food and, um, yeah, and actually get to experience that taste of India. Yeah. It's, I guess it's it's very Melbourne in its, its sense of, like, offering diversity. And, you know, Melbourne would argue that it is the style capital of Australia. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess it's one of those things that, it, you know, in that in saying that, that it is the style capital, what it does offer is is that all those diverse his, historical kind of cultures in one melting pot, um, but in that same way that it, it, but still with a very Australian flavour to it. Uh, so, yeah. um, so in terms of stepping out, uh, Sarah, one of the things that you've said is that magic happens when you <laughs> step out of your comfort zone. Mm. Um, where would you like that magic to happen next and what will you be wearing? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I have very big visions for myself, so I don't know how much I can say before people start thinking I'm crazy. But <laughs> I, um, for me, I, I just love, like, the, the cooking style that I've developed and, you know, what is me and, and I just want to keep sharing that with the world. And I think... You know, Indian cuisine is so interesting and diverse that I think, you know, like we have, like you said here in Melbourne, we have so many people ex exploring different cuisines and, um, you know, Australians cooking Thai food and, you know, all these different cuisines opening restaurants. And I just feel really excited to kind of be that face as a Westerner, you know, exploring that Indian food and, and, and meshing it with a beautiful um, produce that we have around. So for me, I definitely have big dreams to continue opening restaurants. It was really funny. My first goal in MasterChef was to open an Indian restaurant in Australia, but 
I ended up opening an Australian inspired restaurant in India. So I think it's about time I come back now and flip the, um, the vision back to what it originally was, because I think yeah. I definitely have that knowledge and that seven years experience of, you know, traveling across India and, um, what I'll be wearing is definitely color <laughs> and, um, yeah. And I think, yeah, something quite classic and, um, and color for sure. Yeah. Oh, well, I, hopefully there might be an opportunity for me to come down and, and have know. a taste. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. I'm going to say your passion and your beauty obviously resonates. There's a lot of love hearts coming through. And I think I even saw <laughs> yeah. a marriage proposal in one of the oh, comments. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we get out lockdown. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sarah. And um, I look forward to keeping in touch. Yeah, thank you so much. I can't wait to cook for you in person. Oh, that would be amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Lots of love. Take care. See you. You Bye. Bye.